Hello, Fantasy World. This is Todd coming at you from Houston, Texas with Inside Fantasy Football. We're here today to talk about the upcoming games for week three in the NFL. Thursday night's game uh, has already happened at this point. We will do a quick review of it and uh, talk about the fantasy-relevant players involved in that game. I definitely want to start today off with a chat about Baker Mayfield. This kid is the future. I am still so impressed with what I saw. And the numbers are good. They're not the best first game numbers in that's ever happened. But the way that team looked when Baker Mayfield came in the game compared to what that offense looked like when Tyrod Taylor was in the game. And I like Tyrod Taylor. I just think that within that system, at this moment in time, he needs to step out of the way and let history happen. And Baker Mayfield has the talent. He has the headspace, the approach. He has the complete package to be the next generation of superstar quarterbacks, along with Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think these guys are the next, uh, you know, era of superstars. Baker Mayfield deserves to be, uh, has, not enough has happened yet, and I know I'm jumping the gun. I do not disagree with that. But I know talent when I see it. I know I wasn't the only one that saw whatever it is. Um, it's the reason why I love watching football. The way that team perked up, and stepped up their game to make Baker Mayfield look like a leader. Even though he made some mistakes, he fumbled in the pocket. He made a you know one really bad throw. Was not perfect, but he demands respect when he's on the field. And every player, those other ten guys on the field, respected him the moment he stepped on that field, and they played just a little. They put a little extra in there for him. It was very obvious. And the great quarterbacks, the great, just about quarterbacks, every, every sport's different. I get that. But in football, the great quarterbacks, the leaders, the ones at the top of the chart, they make everybody around them better. They don't need superstar receivers and pieces around them to be great. Tom Brady, no doubt now, I was a Montana guy for many years, is now considered the greatest quarterback of all time, and he deserves every bit of that credit. But the one thing that really puts him over the top, the reason why I say, you know what, he is better than Joe, he is the greatest of all time, is that Brady has not always had a ton of weapons. He's had the weapons that he needs. He's had the greatest tight end of all time for half of his career. That helps. But all in all, he has not had the weapons that a lot of these other Hall of Fame quarterbacks have had around them. And to me, that shows a true great quarterback is that he elevates. And I know I'm not the first one to say this. I just agree with this point of view that he elevates everybody around him. And I think Baker's going to fit in that mold. Do I think he's going to be Tom Brady? I doubt it. There's going to be very few guys that have the career Tom Brady had. But I do think Baker Mayfield has the potential to be a very talented quarterback, maybe in the category of a Drew Brees, maybe not to the level of Drew Brees, but a more athletic 
which, you know, Breeze is not an unathletic, you know, he's got some athleticism, uh, but Baker has a little bit of extra athleticism. Uh, he's just, he's a 70 cent per completion percentage guy in college. Seems to like a, that's going to transfer to the pros. So you're looking at similar to Breeze in the way he's high percentage com- uh, completion rates. Um, he's got a good arm. He's got the swag. You know, he's got the it factor out on the field. He's not scared of anybody or any situation. Um, Baker Mayfield, I will stop my rant now, but I had to get this out. It has been building since I watched that game Thursday night. He is just the future to me. I am so um, enamored with the kid. Uh, I wish I had him in more fantasy leagues. I just didn't have the courage to uh, throw him on any of my benches. I got a few dynasty leagues I wish I would have got him in. I had the chance. And I did not take him, um, and I'm going to regret that. But uh, in those leagues, also, I have other quarterbacks, so it'll be just fine. Anyways, uh, Baker Mayfield is uh, the future, guys. So make sure, um, if you're in a dynasty league, I don't think he's... Quarterbacks these days are very rarely keeper-worthy. Uh, but in a dynasty league, you know, you're keeping most of your team, 10 to 15 players. Um, I think he's definitely a candidate for that. And if you have quarterbacks, a very, very deep position. But for some reason, you have the depth on your bench to do it. He's not a bad bench stash and streamer start from time to time. Maybe off the waiver wire, uh, Baker Mayfield going forward. But as far as real football goes, actual football, not fantasy, uh, Baker Mayfield is, is just um, he's exactly what you want in today's quarterback. He just the way he approaches it. The way he plays, the confidence he plays with, and how he affects people around him, uh, I think he's, uh, uh, you know, he's got that next level it factor. All right, we're going to start with the Bengals at the Carolina Panthers. I am going to run through the games. I'm going to give you uh, an overview of the players that are fantasy relevant. Uh, I've listed players on each side that uh, will have. Um, fantasy impact in the game, in my opinion, and of course you take it from there on your end. See if any of the information I give you can help you with your rosters. Uh, Cincinnati at Carolina. Cincinnati's actually uh, the favored team. Uh, Cincinnati is the better team, and they are who I have winning the game. I do think it's going to be close. Carolina at home with that defense is going to be tough. Uh, but you can go ahead and safely take um, A.J. Green. Giovanni Bernard and honestly Andy Dalton in two quarterbacks league two quarterback leagues is a must start even super flex he's not a bad super flex um Andy Dalton has had a pretty decent year so far Gio Bernard can do everything on his end he can catch he can run he can block he is what they need at running back right now to fill in for Mixon The Panthers are a little bit uh, rough around the edges. McCaffrey is still a start in all formats. He's a little rougher in standard, but he's an absolute must-start in PPR. They continue to work him in the short passing game. He's not doing much between the tackles again, even with the bulk up this year. Uh, But he is getting a ton of touches you have to start him just on the flood of touches that he gets per game. Cam Newton is startable at quarterback. He, it's Cam. He can get you some rushing yards. He can get you a rushing TD here and there, plus his uh, passing stats. 
Uh, the Bengals do have a pretty decent defense, but Carolina, even if they're playing behind, expect a lot of throwing. Uh, Cam's always a fantasy play in my eyes. Devin Funches is really the only other Panther worth me- mentioning. Uh, there's nobody at tight end without Olsen at this point. The rookie didn't look too great last week. On the Cincinnati, Back on the Cincinnati side real quick. Um, A.J. Green is really the only startable receiver in my eyes. The Tyler Boyd might squeeze into a flex situation in PPR. But that is a risky play. I don't suggest it, but if you are in a super deep league, you've got Boyd, he's been getting some targets, he's getting production in that offense. He's not a bad uh, pickup there. John Ross is not startable at this point. I would even drop him in a league or two, but definitely not startable. We're going to move on to the most lopsided game of the week is what pretty much the world has predicted. I agree with it as well. The worst team in the NFL, hands down, the Buffalo Bills at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, The Vikings are going to win pretty handedly. Dalvin Cook is out, so make sure you make note of that. Dalvin Cook is not going to play with the bad hammy. If you have uh, Latavius Murray on your roster, he is a must-start. And Latavius Murray will be a must-start in all formats. The replacement for Dalvin Cook. If you do not have Murray, make sure you make the proper adjustments. Try to get a decent running back in his place. The usual suspects at wide receiver... We've got Diggs and Thielen. Both receivers are must-starts in all formats. Rudolph is a must-start tight end in all formats as well as Kirk Cousins at quarterback. That defense is a must-start in Minnesota. They are going to score a ton this week. IDPs are all over the place on Minnesota. Uh, you take your pick. Any of the linebackers, either safety, will score you some decent points in IDP this week. Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are the favored team. I probably lean that way since the Eagles are at home. The Colts are a lot better than people thought they were going to be. Defense is a little scrappier. Running game is still a mess. Marlon Mack is still hurt all the time. I think he's going to be that guy. There are no running backs in that Colts backfield that I would touch. Hilton is the only receiver. Grant, if you need a little bit, uh, if you're in a deep league and you're you know, looking for a little bit of a home run, he's been getting some target share. So Grant in Indianapolis is another startable receiver. Doyle is out at tight end. So that means Eric Ebron gets an immediate Bump in the rankings, and he is a must-start in all formats. Eric Ebron. Andrew Luck is startable at quarterback. I think I would even put him in the top 12. The Eagles have not uh, played as well in defense as they did last year. Andrew Luck is startable in all formats. On the flip side, the Eagles are pretty interesting this week with uh, Carson Wentz coming back. Jay Ajayi is out, so Corey Clement is the expected uh, 
you know, go-to guy there. He's going to get a ton of touches. So Corey Clement is playable. Jay Ajay is out, guys. So make note, Jay Ajay is out for the Eagles. Back issues. Good luck with that. Aguilar is the only startable receiver for the Eagles this week. Zach Ertz is a must-start in all formats. That goes without saying. But you can't talk about the Eagles offense without Zach Ertz. He is in, this week especially, he is in line to score a ton of points. Zach Ertz, tied in for the Eagles, all formats, starting. We're going to move on to the Raiders at the Dolphins cross-country trip. You always got to take note of that. Dolphins get an immediate favor on that side because of that trip. They probably will win in my eyes. The Raiders have been up and down um, this year. It's it, They're a tough team to figure out at this point. The Dolphins, on the other hand, have been playing very consistent. And uh, Tannehill has been great. He's got good um, rapport with Stills and his backs. He's made some pretty smart plays, uh, you know, getting out of pockets and getting first downs when he needs them for this team. On the Dolphins side, Tannehill's startable in two quarterback leagues. Drake is still startable in all formats. Gore is barely benchable. I wouldn't even bench Gore at this time. He should be on waiver wires. I know he's getting some touches, but it's Gore's backfield still. Stills is startable in PPR. A stretch in, in, in uh, standard. Stills can still be started in standard, but I do not suggest it. If you have somebody else you can throw in there in the same area, uh, ranking-wise, do it. There are no other fantasy-relevant offensive players for the Miami Dolphins at this point. Their defense might be a decent play this week. I think they're going to cause some havoc with the Raiders. On the Raiders side, you got Derek Carr, two-quarterback league start guy for me. Lynch is still startable in standard. Questionable in PPR. If you can get around him in PPR, you can do it. If not, he's a definite flex play in PPR. Amari Cooper is back on the board and startable in all formats. Jared Cook is startable in all formats at tight end for the Raiders. We're going to move on to the Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. This is a good matchup. Two very interesting teams uh, that are kind of in that middle ground. They could work their way up to being top tier or they could falter. You really can't tell which way the Broncos or the Ravens are going to go this year. We'll start with the Broncos. Keenum in two quarterback leagues is startable. Philip Lindsay at running back for the Broncos is startable in all formats. Royce Freeman is a bench guy, stash, uh, a stretch at flex. If you really want to play Royce, got to get him in the lineup. It would be at flex. I don't suggest it. Right now, it's looking like Philip Lindsay is lighting the world on fire there in Denver. He's going to get his nice share of touch of, you know, Royce is still going to get the ball, but it's going to be Lindsay's game. I'm interested, to, I'm interested to see how they work out the Royce Freeman deal. He is too talented to be on benches, but wait and see. I've got him on quite a few of my rosters as well. So it's a wait and see situation there with Lindsay. 
Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, both startable. It's going to be a tough game. Demarius Thomas had a really, really rough week last week. Uh, One of the worst stat weeks I've seen. The game didn't look so bad, but the stats came out pretty bad for Demarius Thomas. He dropped the ball at the end of the game as well. He is still startable in my eyes. There's just too much talent still there. Emmanuel Sanders is having a great year. He is startable. That defense is startable, and at IDP, Von Miller is a killer. On the Ravens side, Flacco, two quarterback leagues, is startable. Collins is a bench guy for me at this point. Him and Buck Allen, that whole situation is a strange one there in Baltimore. They've been known to do this from time to time. I would have a wait-and-see approach. If you had to start one, of course, it would be Collins. Crabtree is startable in standard formats. John Brown is startable in PPR. All formats, he's somewhat, he can slide down. He's more of a flex to me, but John Brown is startable. I think he's the guy that's going to put up more, you know, decent stats. Crabtree's more of a possession guy. I think John Brown's going to get some long balls and some decent stats. Giants at Texans. Uh, This should be a lopsided one Um, in Houston. They're heavily favored, as they should be. I don't see the Giants uh, doing much in this game. They are just uh, so many injuries on the defensive side. They're having a lot of problems right now on both ends of the ball. Uh, They can't get any holes created for Barkley. Um, They're using them in the short passing game. Eli's using them as a check down, but it's not turning out too well there um, on that front. Eli just looks... It's retirement time for that guy. Evan Ingram is startable in all formats. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. is startable in all formats. Sterling Shepard is a a risky play at flex in PPR. Saquon Barkley is startable in all formats every week. He is an every week startable guy at this point. Houston Texans, I'll start off with their defense as a must-start. I think they're going to have a pretty good day against that Giants offensive line. Uh, Hopkins, Fuller, both startable. Miller as well is startable in all formats. Texans should clean house, but they've had a pretty bad season too. It's two 0-2 teams, so... The Texans, I know they're heavily favored, but I wouldn't, uh, you know, sleep on it too much. Their offensive line is pretty, two worst offensive lines in the game right now, Giants and Texans, hands down. High scoring game possibly on the bill in Kansas City Sunday as the Niners come into Kansas City. That should be a fun game to watch. Garoppolo against Mahomes. Mark uh, Marquise Goodwin is Questionable If he does not play, Garcon gets a bump. Either way, Garcon and Taylor might be a sneaky play if uh, Marquise Goodwin doesn't play. Con- uh, Kittle is a must-start at tight end. All formats. Garoppolo is a must-start. All formats. Quarterback. That Chiefs defense is not too good. The Chiefs, Mahomes is a must-start all formats. The kid is lighting the world on fire right now. Kareem Hunt is still a must-start. Do not give up on Kareem Hunt yet. I think that Andy Reid will get him involved more. 
in the next few weeks. Sammy Watkins is startable in all formats. I think he's going to have a decent week. I guess he's more of a flex guy in all formats. I'll go that far. I don't know about top two receiver. So if you you're want him to be one of your top twos, I think Watkins might slide out of those categories. But he will be a good flex play, I think, this week. I have a feeling the Niners are going to focus on Kelsey. Once they take Kelsey away, I think that's going to open up the outside. When the outside's open, Watkins does pretty well. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, all must-starts. On the Niners side, Garoppolo, Brita, who had his breakout game last week at running back. Both are must-starts. Garcon, not a must-start, but definitely startable at flex. And PPR, definitely startable. Pierre Garcon. George Kittle, startable tight end in all formats for the Niners. Should be a fun game to watch. I'm excited about that one. Then we've got the Titans at the Jaguars. This should be a slugfest. Um, on the Titans side, Deion Lewis. Corey Davis at your own risk. He's getting a ton of targets, but the quarterbacks have been so bad. He's very, very risky. So Corey Davis is a risky flex play. Deion Lewis is a startable flex in PPR. The Jaguars defense start it every week. One of the few defenses you can just plug in there. Bortles is officially startable in all formats. He is a good fantasy quarterback. Fournette, if he plays, is startable all formats. Definitely leaning standard, but still good in PPR. Keelan Cole, startable all formats. D.D. Westbrook and Corey Grant, risky plays in PPR. We'll move on to the Saints at the Falcons. This is another shootout. This should be a fun game to watch. I'm leaning Saints, but Atlanta is the favorite team officially. On the Saints side, usual suspects, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Ben Watson, a risky tight end play just out of the top 12, but he's still a possible play there. Alvin Kamara is a must start all formats. On the Falcon side, we've got uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and uh, Tevin Coleman are must starts. Uh, Ryan, well, I won't. Matt Ryan is not a must start. He's a must start in two quarterback leagues. Matt Ryan, he is startable in top twelve if you choose to take that risk. I would not suggest it, but definitely as a second quarterback in a two quarterback league, for sure. Matt Ryan is startable. Uh, def- I don't think he's a top 12 quarterback in my eyes. Not yet. At least he might be by the end of the year. He's got the talent. It's Matt Ryan. We'll see. Julio Jones, uh, is really the only startable wide receiver. Ridley is starting to make a push, uh, for the, uh, at wide receiver, the rookie out of Alabama. Uh, Sanu is not startable at this point. Hooper, the tight end, is startable, but he's a risky play, but he's a boomer bust tight end start. Hooper, tight end for the, the Falcons. That should be a fun game to watch. I'm excited about that one as well. 
Then we've got Aaron Rodgers heading into Washington. The Packers at the Redskins, both one and one. Um, the Packers side, it's going to be, of course, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Graham at tight end, startable all formats. Cobb, a risky play at flex in PPR. Aaron Jones, not anybody in the Packers backfield, I would wait on it. I, w- I would wait. The Redskins, Alex Smith is still startable in two quarterback leagues. He has slid out of that top 12 for me, but in two quarterback leagues, he's not a bad second guy to have. Adrian Peterson is startable. Chris Thompson startable in PPR. The receivers are a mess in Washington. So right now, it's a wait-and-see situation with the wide receivers in Washington. Reed at tight end is a must-start. All formats. Chargers and Rams. Uh, It's hard to ever think the Rams. Right now, the Rams look like they're going to just crush everybody on paper, no matter who they're playing. Chargers still have some talent. Melvin Gordon is still startable. Um, Keelan Cole is startable. Phillip Rivers is startable in two quarterback leagues. Those are really the only startable offensive weapons for the Chargers against this Rams defense that I would be even remotely looking for. I think Melvin Gordon and even Eckler, both Eckler and Gordon are going to have some trouble. Uh, but those two guys are Eckler is a very risky start in PPR at flex. The Rams, it's the usual suspects. Gurley, number one overall in most leagues. Goff in two quarterback leagues on the back end. Brandon Cooks. Cooper Cup. And Woods are all startable in all formats for the Rams. The Cowboys at the Seahawks. Uh, This one is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, The Seahawks seem to be in some kind of rebuild mode, I guess is what you want to call it. They're not the same Seahawks team as they used to be. A lot of people have the Seahawks are favored at home with the Cowboys defense should give Russell Wilson some problems. Cowboys defense is very, very uh, much improved. Very much improved. Very good defensive backfield there in Dallas. I think Russell might struggle. Uh, on that note, Russell Wilson is still startable for me. He's in every week at this point, but it's really getting questionable. He's just got so little around him. Uh, but at this point, he is still just barely, to me, startable every week. I want to see what he does in Dallas at, uh, against Dallas at home. I think this, to me, is going to tell me the state of the Seahawks offense. I think they should rise to the occasion. If it's the Seahawks team that they used to be, or if Russell has anything that of that magic he used to have, he should be able to turn this around uh, pretty quick in Seattle and make things happen against this Dallas defense. We'll see. We will see. He is startable. Brandon Marshall and is a risky play at, at wide receiver in standard only. Lockett is startable in all formats at flex. Tyler Lockett should see some decent targets. He's got these uh, enough talent with Baldwin out. 
to make himself relevant. So Tyler Lockett is startable at flex in all formats in my eyes for this week. No running backs in Seattle. Carson and Penny, keep them on your bench. I'm not saying release anybody yet, but definitely keep Penny and Carson on your bench right now. They are not startable. On the Dallas side, there's not much on fantasy relevance outside of Zeke Elliott. He is a must-start week-in, week-out guy. An amazing running back, Zeke Elliott. He's just fun to watch. Um, Michael Gallup is a risky start at flex. I haven't seen anything to really back that up. I just love the kid's talent. And I keep coming back to Dak. Prescott's got to have somebody to throw to. And eventually, Gallup's got to be that guy. But at this point, I can't give a confident request to anybody to play any Cowboy wide receivers at this point. It honestly is just Zeke Elliott. Dak Prescott is a decent second quarterback in two quarterback leagues. We're going to move on to the Bears at the Arizona Cardinals. Very lopsided affair is what it's looking like to me. Cardinals are at home. Anything can happen. Um, when you're at home, and I do think, you know, David Johnson is still startable in all formats. And sadly, there are no other fantasy-relevant offensive players. Seals Jones, Christian Kirk, Sam Bradford. There, There's no reason Fitzgerald, there's nobody else that is hurt. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's not on the radar right now. There is nobody else in Arizona to play in fantasy at this point other than David Johnson, sadly. Might be a sneaky play at the Arizona defense against Trubisky. They might make something happen, you know, some things happen against the young quarterback. The defense to play in this game, of course, would be the Chicago Bears defense. They've been a good play so far. They're expected to score some points. Arizona is the, in my eyes, the second worst team in the NFL behind the Buffalo Bills at this point. They need to get David Johnson going for that team to have any possibility of doing anything. On the Bears' side, uh, Trubisky, two quarterback leagues. If you want to be a little risky, I don't even think he's in that territory. I think Trubisky is not startable at this point in his career yet. The receivers are an interesting play. Uh, Miller, the, the rookie, is starting to come up a little bit. He's still not startable. Allen Robinson is a must-start in all formats. He is definitely a must-start in PPR. He is getting a ton of receptions, a ton of targets. Not a whole lot of yards yet, so in standard, he's not killing it yet. He's still startable in all formats, Allen Robinson. Troy Burton is still startable at tight end in all formats, getting the right amount of targets. Jordan Howard, to me, is startable in all formats. He's getting receptions this year. He's not a standard guy anymore. Howard should be started in all formats. Cohen can be started as a flex in PPR. That should be a pretty lopsided game. It's one of those that could be sneaky. I just I haven't seen anything from the Cardinals to say that they have any chance in this game. 
they have just absolutely laid an egg this year. No energy at all on that football team. From what I've seen in the first two games, things in the NFL can turn around quickly. But what I've seen in these first two games is pretty, pretty bad in Arizona. I have the Bears going in there and pretty much cleaning house. Patriots are coming off a loss to the Jaguars. They're heading to Detroit on Sunday night. I expect them to play angry. I think they're going to blow out the Lions. It's going to be a heavy Brady night. Brady is a must-start. Gordon is a questionable tag for the game. Josh Gordon, the freshly acquired through via trade from Cleveland. Josh Gordon. It's pretty exciting, him and, and Brady uh, together. But right now, he's still battling the hamstring is- issue. I'm sure he's learning the offense. I don't think Gordon is startable this week. At least not at this point. Everybody on the receiving end there in New England gets a bit of a downtick with Gordon coming on board. I don't know if it's going to be this week, so I still keep Hogan as a startable wide receiver in all formats. Dorsett is startable in PPR. A a risk play in standard is Dorsett. I would stay away from Dorsett if possible. Hogan is the only startable wide receiver outside of Gordon getting a clean bill of health over the next 24 hours and a guarantee that he is going to play. Even then, I would first game, I would be a little wide-eyed about it. I don't know if I would uh, pull the trigger on Gordon until next week, if possible. Hogan would be the only receiver there. In the backfield, it's a very crowded backfield. A lot of people are saying this is going to be Sony Michelle's chance to bust out. I hope so. I am not going to suggest Sony Michelle as a start for this game. The only running back that is startable in, is in PPR, and that would be James White. Edelman back in a few weeks. He will be a PPR killer with Brady there in New England. Gronk is startable every week. All formats. That goes without saying. Got to get that in there. The Lions, Stafford is startable. Jones is hurt. Marvin Jones, keep an eye on it. If he's playing, he is startable in all formats. But he is battling some injuries. That means Kenny Galladay is a must-start in all formats. Golden Tate is a must-start in PPR. If Jones does not play, Golden Tate and Galladay are both startable in all formats. The defense here, uh, New England might get some play. Stafford gets a little risky at home. Turned the ball over four times last time he played there. New England defense might be a sneaky play. Sony Michelle and Burkhead, sneaky plays at running back, but I still don't suggest that's if you're just hurting and have no depth. Monday night. Steelers at Buccaneers. This is interesting. But two teams heading in two different directions. Steelers are having a lot of off-the-field problems dealing with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown this week, being angry about not winning the first two weeks and getting the ball. He wants the ball more. I don't blame him. He's a great receiver. Pittsburgh seems to be in a bit of disarray. The Buccaneers are on the other end of that spectrum with Fitzpatrick basically taking the starting job as Winston is serving his suspension. Fitzpatrick is 
the second best quarterback in the NFL at this point behind Patrick Mahomes and arguably the hottest quarterback in the NFL. I think it's going to continue against probably the weakest sec one of the one of the weak top two or three weakest secondaries in the NFL in Pittsburgh. Horrible secondary. Therefore, Pat Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Jackson, Evans, and Godwin are all must starts in all formats. I don't see a reason not to start any of those guys in any format. Barber is a risky play in either PPR or standard at a flex. But Barber hasn't got much going. It's been all about Fitzpatrick in that passing game, and it looks great. I have the Buccaneers in a lopsided, lopsided victory Monday night. I don't care about the weather. The way they are connecting right now is just fun to watch. Fitzpatrick is a blast. He is right there, one of my two or three favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. I just love the way he plays. I mean, he just looks like he should have a cigarette in his mouth on the sideline. Like, he's just old school guy, you know, but he's wrapped in this, you know, he went to, like, Harvard or whatever. Guy's just super smart. Um, uh, I just love his game. I love Fitzpatrick. I love the way it's clicking in in Tampa Bay, and I think they're going to come in there and blow out the Steelers at home on Monday night in the, you know, under the lights. I I just really do. Uh, Even saying that, the Pittsburgh, if they're going to be playing from behind, Antonio Brown, assuming he plays, is going to be startable every week in all formats. So Antonio Brown, Roethlisberger. I would still start Connor in all formats. Juju Smith-Schuster is startable in all formats. I wouldn't touch anybody else there. The only other sneaky play is on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, That sneaky play for me would be James Washington. If you need a sneaky flex to throw in there, you've got a a weak bench or a bunch of injuries like I have in a few leagues. Uh, Washington is not a bad risk play. And Jesse James at tight end, not a bad tight end risk play if you just need some kind of tight end production because there are a lot of tight ends not doing anything right now. Well, that sums up uh, week three's preview of all the games. Uh, There looks like there's going to be some pretty good matchups. I think we've covered all the players that are relevant in each game. If you have any questions, continue to hit me up through the uh, email at toddsfantasypicks at gmail.com or via website. Uh, you can hit me up through there, and there's a chat and email section there on the website. Insidefantasy.simdiff.com. Insidefantasy.simdiff.com. It's been a blast, guys. I will uh, go over Sundays and Mondays action on the next podcast. Any questions you have, Feel free to shoot them to me and I'll do my best to cover them on the podcast or I will reply directly to you. Till next time, guys. I'm out.